If you have your Bibles uh, today, we'll be in a familiar place. We'll be in Psalms 23, uh, Psalms 23, verse 4. And uh, I've been, uh, I was excited for last week, and uh, this verse kind of lands on a perfect time uh, and what's going on. If you've read Psalms 23, verse 4, know what's in there. And it's, it lines up perfectly with what's going on around us today. If you get to Psalms 23, verse 4, if you would please stand uh, to pay reverence to the reading of the Word of God, if you can, this morning, Psalms chapter 23, verse 4, <clears throat> says this, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to assemble together here this morning. We pray, Lord, that you'll watch over us, that you'll lead God and direct, that you'll watch over the many communities, the many churches, Lord Father, and the many things that are going on uh, in our nation, Lord. Uh, the scariness that we face, Lord, we know uh, that we can call upon you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your son, Jesus, that died on the cross for us. Uh, we pray for a hedge of protection around our church members this morning and around our community uh, to continue to watch over them and protect them. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. You can be uh, seated this morning. Now in Psalms, uh, so far, uh, like I said last week, uh, most of it's been pretty good. Uh, you get to Psalms 23, and like I've said multiple times, uh, this chapter has a lot in it to look at, a lot of things that we can ponder, a lot of things that we can pray about. And we pretty much start this off with uh, uh, thinking about the love, the protection, and supplying everything that we need. And the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, we discussed how He allows us to rest. He leads us to a place of peace. Uh, that He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores us and gets us back on track to honor Him. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. And all those things sound great. But as we all know, and if you've been a Christian very long or if you've lived very long, you go through verse 4 from time to time, and as a nation, and as a world that we're living in today, we are definitely uh, can apply a lot of this thought to what's going on in verse 4 today. We begin it with a very quick contrast. So far, He leads me beside the still waters, He takes care of me, He leads me, He gets me back on track, uh, all these nice things, but 4 is contrast to the rest of the whole chapter. It says, Yea... Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So many times we've taken small little sections of Scripture that I'll talk about. He leadeth, uh, uh, it gets me back on track. We take little bitty parts here. But He leadeth, he, uh, he, he, the though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death is not something that we can really break up a whole lot. We have to look at that in this whole. But uh, we want to think about some of the words and what they really mean in the original Hebrew this morning. And, and one of the things I want to talk about is that valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, when it talks about a valley, a lot of us think uh, me and the kids were walking out on the Penhody Trail uh, yesterday and Jack was talking about uh, uh, valleys. He said, oh, this is not a valley. And we said, well, this is a mountain, son, up here. This is a hill and this is a hill. I said, we're in a valley. And that's simple to think about and understand walking through valleys and hills. Uh, uh, but the valley that it's talking about here that, that David is writing, referring to about the valley of the shadow of death, is a valley that is very, very steep. 
It's not a normal valley that we think of in these areas. We're talking about a valley that drops off. But when you go down in it, it is something that you don't get out of very easily. It's something that is steep, and if you fail at a certain point, you would probably die or be injured very badly if you fail while you're in that valley. So it's not the type of valleys that maybe we were thinking of, a little hillside going down. It's maybe going up on Mount Chihaw and, and diving off a nosedive off the top of Chihaw up there. Okay, it's, it's a valley that is a steep drop off. It is a deep ravine is really what that word means in Hebrew. So uh, this valley that we're walking through is something that is very life-threatening. It's something that is dangerous. It's something that when you walk into it, you have to be careful uh, because if you stumble... You will be injured very badly and your life could very much end. So this valley that we're talking about of the shadow of death, it's steep, it's difficult, it seems almost inescapable when you're in it. So to think about what David is trying to write, oh, yea, though I walk through this valley, or you've walked into a place a lot of us have that is almost seems inescapable. It almost seems like it's worse than anybody's ever faced before. It seems that if you tripped up once or twice, uh, you'll, everything will be over, it will collapse. If anything else happens worse again or something bad springs up in the situation that you're in, you think it's going to be over. Hey, how many of us have been to that point in our lives that we face something that, man, if one more bad thing happens, I don't know if I can take it. If one more bad thing comes across my plate, if one more appliance in my house tears up, if one more car tears up, if one more thing goes wrong at work, if they fire me at work, we've all been in those valleys, we've all been in that ravine, we've, always been, we've all been in, though I walk through that valley. We've all been in tough situations. Now, your life may be a bed of roses. I don't, I don't know everybody's life, but I know that I have walked through those valleys. I've been in times of my life that did not seem that I could escape. It did not seem that things were going to get better. So we're all probably walking in dangerous times. We're, always, we're all probably walking in these places, but this is the valley of what? Now, we walk through the valley of work. We walk through the valley of family difficulties. We walk through the valley of church difficulties. We walk through the valley of this virus that's going around, which is dangerous, which we should take seriously. Uh, but we, say, we see this valley, but it's a valley of something. And we see, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, that sounds pretty dang serious. I, I don't know about y'all. But when I read, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that sounds very scary to me. I don't know about y'all, but I don't really plan on wanting to die anytime soon. I know I've got a home waiting for me. I know I've got promises, uh, laid up treasures, hopefully. Uh, maybe a crown one day I get to throw at my Savior's feet. Uh, uh, praise the Lord, have mercy. If I've, I've been saved today, and if you've been saved, you have that to look forward to. But I don't think anybody else wants to die uh, just as that country song, everybody wants to go to heaven, uh, but they don't want to go now. Uh, most of us don't want to do that. And when we read this, we say, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, now that, that Hebrew term, that word that is translated shadow of death is used in the Bible 18 times. That phrase is in Hebrew 18 times and it is translated a whole lot of different stuff. 
And I find it very interesting what it's translated. It talks about it in different places. It refers to the grave. It refers to the underworld. It refers to a darkness in a dungeon. It refers to a desert that has no path. It is a dull, heavy look that Job had upon his face in the book of Job. So if we really think about though, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and all the different ways that that word is translated and all the different ways we can apply it, we'd like to think we've got to a place that is inescapable, that is difficult, that is almost at our last breath and it's the shadow of death. It is a place of darkness. It is a dark place in your life. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, though I'm in a place in my life that looks so grim and so dark and it seems inescapable. Think about hard times, church. Think about if you haven't faced the hard times that you can think about the valley of the shadow of death. You have faced them, I guarantee it, if you can't recall. And if you haven't, I want you to know you might have to face them one day. One, if you follow God very long, if you do what He asks you to do, uh, so many times the valley of the shadow of death can just be the world uh, not wanting to hear about Jesus Christ. It could be a, a church that does not want to listen uh, uh, to thus saith the Word of God. It is a people, it's a family that falls apart. It is a job that you can't get anywhere in. The valley of the shadow of death. You could be walking through this deep, dark valley, and most of us do from time to time, and you've reached a point in your life where we feel overcome, we feel defeated, you are ready to give up. A lot of you have faced that. I faced it. I'm only 33 years old and I've had those times in my life that I just don't understand why everything is happening the way it's happening. I, felt, I went into this valley that I don't feel like I can get out of it. It's too steep. It's too hard to get out of How many of us had to walk up a steep, a steep bank for a long time? It gets hard. Your legs start to burn about halfway up that old steep hill. You may have to take a break, okay? And that's okay, praise the Lord. Uh, sometimes we need to take a break and just think about what we're going through in life. But guess what? You still have to keep going up that ravine. You still have to keep going up. You don't need to give up. Life is hard. David knows it. David had to have a child die right before his eyes, that he knew that he committed this awful trespass sin and his child had died right there. My goodness, and he, and he cast himself in ashes and cast himself on the floor and just had all kinds of sorrow. But you know, after that child died, he said, well, I, I know I can't bring him back, but I can go to where he is. There's hope in trusting in God. There's hope as though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So many of us are ready to give up. We give up on God. We give up on our spouses. We give up on our family. We give up on our children. We give up on our work. So many of us want to give up. We want to give up on school. We want to give up on everything that is difficult because we feel like everything is so hard. We feel like relationships just don't work. We feel like nothing we do. Everything that we touch breaks. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have, I've had pity parties before. I don't know if y'all have ever had pity parties, but it feels like every time I touch something, it gets worse. Now you start working on something and you're trying to fix it, and you've actually went further than you should have went, and it gets worse uh, than it was to begin with. And we feel like we've went down those ravines and people give up on God, their spouse, their family, their children, and what do they turn to? They turn to drugs, they turn to adultery, they turn to gambling, they turn to whatever, they turn to work, they turn to money. If I could just get more money, everything will get better. And we know that that doesn't work. God is what works. Turning to Him. What deep, dark place are you in right now? We turn to all these different things. Think about your life that you've had this month, this week, this day, today. How hard it's been sometimes just to get to the house of God to worship Him. How hard it's been uh, this week to go to work. How hard it's been through all the things that you've had to face just this month. And where could you have turned? I know that I've had lots of opportunities to do lots of different things. I didn't have to be at church this morning, and you didn't either. We could have said, nope, we're not going. We could have said, no, I'm not going to go there and have to put up with that. I'm not going to do this or do that. But I want you to know that you're in that deep, dark ravine. You're in that dark place in your life right now. And if you're not in one, you might be coming out of one. Know that. What did you just get out of? So many of us face hard, hard times. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What does it follow that with? We've got times of darkness in verse 4 in the first half of it. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it follows us up with reassurance. I want you to know no matter what you're facing right now, the second part of verse 4 gives you peace about what you're going through. It says, I will fear no evil. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord this morning. We don't have to fear evil in our life. We don't have to face hard times alone. I will fear no evil. You do not have to be afraid. You do not have to be afraid and you do not have to let Satan overpower you. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I you will fear no evil. You don't have to be afraid of what's going on in the world. Yeah, there's scary times. Yes, there's a virus that, and horrible things are happening, but you don't have to be afraid of it. Yeah, I think it deserves respect. Yeah, I think that dangerous things, you need to pay attention, but you don't have to be afraid. If you're one of God's own, I want you to know something. You do not have to be afraid. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, what does it say? Of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Hey, praise the Lord. He blessed us to have some common sense. Hey, we don't have to rub all over each other, breathing in each other's air, and I don't have to shake y'all's hands here during this service this morning. And some of y'all are grinning about that. That's fine. We got enough common sense about us that God's blessed us with. He gave us a sound mind, a spirit of power. Praise the Lord. We don't have to fear what Satan throws in our way. I will fear no evil. We don't have to fear Satan. Why? And he changes, when David's writing this, he changes how he addresses our Lord. I want you all to realize how he changes, how he's talking about our Savior. In 1 through 3, he says, The Lord is my shepherd. He's talking about him sort of in a, in a different phase. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. It gets down here. He doesn't say that he is, he is with me. 
I want you to realize how he addresses him changes in verse 4 because we as God's people, when we're going through hard times, how we grow close to God changes. We are close to God in a certain way until bad times happen. Hey, y'all are just as guilty as me. When bad times happen, you start addressing God differently. When good things are happening, you address Him differently than when bad times are happening. We get on our knees and we earnestly pray a whole lot harder when bad things come into our lives. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil. He says, for thou art with me. Praise the Lord. He doesn't call Him out by He. He doesn't have Him as a distant subject. Thou. He is literally speaking to Him as He starts to write this. We become somebody that becomes obsessed with God because we go through those hard times, when we face difficult times in our life, when we walk through that valley of the shadow of death, Thou art with me. Lord, I know You. I I know You closely. I know You as a friend. Uh, I'll pull You in closer when I'm going through hard times. And praise the Lord, just as David is writing this, for Thou art with me, praise the Lord, you can draw closer to Him during hard times. Now you ain't got to step away from Him during the good times. But I want you to know that's completely fine. God understands. God knows when you're going through hard times. He knows it. David is writing this, and I believe as he's pinning this down, God has just stepped right into his presence, and he just feels them overcoming. He says, For thou art with me, Lord. I go through these hard times, but you are here. I do not fear anything because you are with me. Thou art here. Praise the Lord today. You don't have to fear, fear anything. Because He's with you. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and of good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, He is it that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Romans 8.38-39 says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are not going to be able to escape God's love. Ain't that great? Well, I'm preaching prosperity gospel to y'all this morning. I'm preaching y'all everything's going to be all right. Praise the Lord it is. If you love the Lord, I'm on, I want, even if you don't love the Lord, guess what? He still loves you. No matter what you do, no matter how bad your thoughts are, no matter how bad your mouth is, no matter what mistakes you make, praise the Lord, you cannot escape Him because He is with you. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Praise the Lord. He continues that in the ending of this verse. He says, for thou art with me. He's changed how he is talking to God. And he gets here to the end of this piece of Scripture. He says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Not his rod. It's become thy rod. He's talking to him still. Oh, Lord, I've walked through the valley of the shadow of death. I will feel no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. It comforts me to know that God can slap old Satan around. I don't know about y'all, but I'm so glad that when Satan steps into my life, God is way bigger. God is way more powerful. God created Satan. I want you to know anybody that creates something else... uh, That thing cannot have dominion over the other. That's just how the world works, okay? God created Satan, and Satan cannot overpower his creator. He has him in complete control. Satan will never win. Y'all hear me, church? 
Satan will never win. Satan will never prosper. Satan will never have anything to his name. Uh, Satan will never own anything. He does not own this world. He does not own you. He does not own your family. He does not own your work. He does not own the things that you have to face. Those hard times that you face, you have to own them and you have to bring God in. You have to face those things. It's not Satan. Don't give him credit. You don't have to give him any credit today. You will feel no evil because God is with you. You will fear nothing going on in this world because God is with you. And what else? Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Jesus has all the tools he'll ever need to defeat Satan. Did y'all know that? He had the ultimate tool that was the cross of Calvary. He had a tool that was a body that he was given to walk upon this world and live a perfect life so that he could be that sacrifice for us. He has those holes in his hands and the holes in his side. For what? Those are tools that he used to defeat Satan. It ain't the type of tools that we think. We think he ought to have some kind of gun or a knife to really face Satan, but he don't have to have those things. He's already defeated him by laying his life down. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, this morning you may be facing stuff I don't understand. I don't understand it. I don't know it. I want you to know some of the things that people face have nothing to do with the things that I face in this world. Uh, people that have problems have total different problems than I have. And I have total different problems than you have a lot of times. And you can't understand a lot of times the things that I'm going through. I'm going through a valley sometimes that nobody in this church, if I sat down and told you, praise the Lord, you would not be able to get, get it. You wouldn't understand it. I wouldn't understand every instance that y'all go through. Though I walk, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You're going through hard times and I may not understand it. The person next to you may not understand it. But it ends as it says, For thou art, I will feel no evil, for thou art with me. You don't have to be afraid this morning. You have a Jesus Christ that died for you. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff that comfort me. He's got the tools to protect you. He's got the things laid up that he can give you. He can give you peace. He can give you joy. We back up to one through three. Hey, we don't, we don't have anything to want for. We've got everything that we need. He's restored my soul. He's given me peace. He's given me a break. He's got me back on track. My goodness, the things that he does for us. But it goes, thy rod and thy staff that comfort me. I'm glad. Today, praise the Lord. If you're saved this morning, you should be glad too that He is with us. He'll never forsake us. Are you walking through a hard time? As they get a verse of some song ready this morning. Are you walking through a hard time? Are you losing hope? No, you don't feel like you can defeat anything. You may be in a dark place. But what does the Bible tell us? Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Jesus is with you all the time. He's always with us. He's got the tools to help us. Call upon the name of the Lord and He will give you rest. If you're facing hard times, if you're facing difficulties, there's comfort in knowing that Jesus has it all under control. You know, He wrote the end of the book. We've got the end of it here to tell us what's going to happen. I'm glad that I have a lot to look forward to. I don't know about y'all, but it gives me peace in knowing. I, I heard a story one time of a preacher up in New York. He went and visited up there for something other. A guy pulled a gun on him, stuck it in his gut. He said, give me all your money. 
That preacher slapped that gun up in his face. He said, you're threatening me with death? He says, I'm going to go to heaven if you shoot me. <laughs> Ain't that wonderful to think about that peace that God can give you? Now, I'm not telling you all to ask somebody to shoot you, but I'm telling you we don't have to fear anything. We don't have the spirit of fear. We have the spirit of power. We have the spirit of a sound mind. We have a spirit to help us to understand the things that are going on in this world. He loves us. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. We have a hedge of protection around us, church. If you're a Christian today, God loves you. I ain't going to say that you ain't going to get sick. I ain't preaching that today. I ain't preaching prosperity. I'm telling you, He'll take care of you. If, you, uh, if you're worried about what's going to happen to you after you die, all you got to do is call upon the name of the Lord, and it says that thou shalt be saved. All you got to do is believe on His name, and thou shalt be saved. Trust in Him. Turn away. Trust in Him and love Him because He is with you, and His rod and His staff will comfort you. As we stand, what page you got? 107. Page 107 this morning.